Zimmercommunications.com. Your marketing resource in Southwest Missouri. Zimmercommunications.com. News, analysis, opinion. They bitched and moaned for God knows how long. You don't have to agree with everything he does, but at least give him the benefit of the doubt. We need to clean the place out. 93.3 and AM 560. That is a fact. KWTO. News, analysis, and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. It is 520. Good afternoon, everybody. Hope you're on your way home and having a safe drive on this Friday afternoon. Chris Russell filling in for Elijah Har. Also co-hosting today is Mr. Bob Titus. Bob, welcome. glad to be here, Chris. And our producer, Garrett, who's going to the fair tonight. So look for Garrett. At the gonna, fair. Going to get All a right. funnel cake, big corn dog, and way too many carbs. Okay. Well, you're going to give me a full report tomorrow. I want that on my desk by 5 p.m. Okay. Uh, how about this number? 245,178 veterans have flown to the Ozarks Honor Flight since its inception right here in the Ozarks. And we have one of those participants with us today, Bob Veach. Bob, welcome to our studio, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Well, first of all, as always, thank you for your service to our country and your dedication to the country. And there's a lot to that. So we're we're definitely going to have a great conversation today. So you did serve in Vietnam. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So how did you get signed up to serve in Vietnam? Did they call you up one day and said, sir, you're going to Vietnam? I went in in 1968. 1968, huh? Were you? Oh, that wasn't drafted then. That was, you volunteered. My number was coming up. And I said, nah, I'm going to make a choice. Okay. So and what, I went Navy. Okay. So you went in the Navy. You served in our Navy. Fantastic. Yes. Very good. So uh, 1968, what did you do in the Navy? Well, I went in in 68 so I could get the, the rating that I mm-hmm. wanted, the, the job description. And uh, I actually went into boot camp in 69. Okay. And, and then what did you do while you were in the Navy? I was an aviation machinist mate, which is a jet engine mechanic. Somebody's got to fix those jets. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to fix them, There's right? There's a bunch of us. My, uh, that's that's what they that's what I uh, tried out for and successfully accomplished. Ended up uh, going to Atsugi, Japan. Wow! And uh, so that's pretty much where you were stationed during your service to in Vietnam or during the war. During during the war, mm-hmm. yes, sir. Uh, I would make in inland trips to vietnam about every four months for anywhere from two to five weeks and just doing maintenance on on the jets and those sort that of things. is correct yes sir chris how was that experience <laughs> at the time i was i was a country boy from, <laughs> from mountain grove i'd seen lots of trees and lots of crops but wow yeah that was quite an experience it opened my eyes and how long did you actually serve in the navy in the Navy, I served my four years uh, active duty, and then when I got out, I went to the uh, Missouri State uh, National Guard. Oh, okay, yeah. So you did four years in in the Navy, and then uh, six the National years oh, six with years, the Guard, and six years with the Guard. Yeah. Now, after that, you actually are also retired from Springfield Police Department. Is that correct? That is correct. Tell Chris. us about that career, <laughs> Chris. That was interesting. On, it, on on its merit, just about anything you can imagine 
we experienced, just not to the magnitude of today. When did you, how long, what were the years that you were at the Springfield PD? I went in in 73. Okay, so right after your time with the Yes, sir. When I got Mm -hmm. out, I went into the police department, and uh, unfortunately, I medically retired after uh, 16 years. Still, that's a great service to our our community, don't you think, Bob? Absolutely. Yeah. It's good to have Bob out there. Guys like Bob. Bob. I got two Bobs. (laughs) It's the Bobs. What what movie is that from? It's the Bobs. Oh, it's the office base. Don't go there. Don't go there. (laughs) Bobs. Hey, uh, you know, before we dive into your experience on the honor fly, because we want to make sure that we, we, this is impactful because our goal is to raise money to send as many soldiers as we possibly can to see their memorials in DC. What was life like in the 1970s? I'm assuming that you started out as a normal patrol officer and you were working the beat, if you will. Is that what they call it? That's, that's in exactly Springfield. Correct. What was that like back in the 1970s? Back in that, uh, time period, most all of us started out either walking a beat on the square or commercial street. Mm. Later on, commercial street, you became the paddy wagon driver. And uh, that's where you go pick up the criminals and take them to jail, correct? Yes, sir. If they're okay. under arrest, and we would go pick them up. Now, it's my understanding they only do that on an as-necessary basis. Most all of the cars have cages in them. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have that luxury back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see the old 1970s and 80s t- cop movies and, vid- and TV shows, and the c- criminals are just sitting right back there in the back seat, you know? There's no <laughs> shield or hardly anything back then. Sometimes they sit in the front seat, and depending on how much stuff you was carrying. <laughs> in the front uh, what was the craziest thing that you remember or something that you may have um, participated in as a, a Springfield PD? What was it? What was a, a crazy event or something? I don't know, something unique. Can you think of anything? There's one that stands out, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I spent a period of time as a uh, narcotics officer. Okay. We had seized a vehicle, went through the paint job, went through everything. The guy that we seized it from recognized it and stole it back. Oh, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Sad but true. Sad but true. All right, but, you know. We did find it. There you go. All right, so really what we wanted to talk about with Mr. Veach here today is is the impact that the honor flight has had on you. And to remind people, August the 18th, that, you know, we're going to want you to tune in. Also, we're still looking for sponsors. I know our marketing team is out there every day. We've got a few opportunities to to secure some additional sponsors. So if you're a business or organization, you would like more information on that, please let us know Um it really is a good cause. I know our sister stations in Columbia raise over a hundred thousand. We're trying to get to fifty, sixty thousand. So year two that we're doing it, and and Bob, tell tell our tell our listeners, you know, when did you get when did you get to go on the honor flight? Do you remember what year? Well, you have your hat there, so of course you know the year. Well, it's not on the hat. Oh, it's not on I the wish hat. They put it on the hat. Yeah, that would I'm be. I'm going neat. to have it put on mine. Mm-hmm. It was October of nineteen. So you went 2019 under the current, um, so that's since, and since 2019, there's been an additional 23,000 um, and 13,070 who went from the Vietnam War. So you guys are leading the charge on that. It still amazes to me that even in the last three or four years, we've still nearly taken 2,000 World War II veterans. Did you have World War II veterans on your we honor did. flight? Yes, sir, we did. Uh, that was, uh, it was amazing just 
and I had the opportunity on several occasions to get to speak with with those. Uh, the, if I remember right, there were two of them, plus there was a female. Oh, wow. And it, it was just beautiful to, to listen to the stories and hear their experiences. Um, I, I, it's indescribable. Yeah. It truly is. Just, I, I recommend that any individual that gets to go talk to the people, talk to the other veterans that you are with, and and you're not going to necessarily learn from them, but you're going to have heartfelt experiences with them, which you need to do. It, it just opens your eyes so much. Wow, that's I can't even imagine those conversations and i've i've had the privilege of having a couple of conversations on this platform with some veterans here recently and both of them have been just unique stories um kenny goodman the other day who was when vietnam and and him breaking it down and how much because he was he was in the bush he was in the thick stuff and he was a radio operator too so you know wow. yeah i mean you know what that's like yes. um okay so you got to go in, in 2019 and, and I know how the process works now. I didn't know before. Now I know they meet, they, you meet up in the airport really early in the morning. It's a direct flight. Yes. Let's talk about the experience that the Ozarks honor flight and why they need these funds. What the experience that they provided for you on just, just the overall, not necessarily, we'll get into what it was like when he got there, but just the communication, working with the, the staff of the Ozarks honor flight. What was that like and why do we need to continue to support them? I felt as though I was the most important person in this area. Uh, they made me feel that special. There was uh, nothing that I, anything I asked, uh, it was answered. Anything that I felt that I needed to know, I was told. Uh, everybody had my my care as their primary concern, and that was. Uh, you, you, until you experience it, you will never know what it is you haven't experienced. Did you have a guardian go with you? Or? Yes, sir. Every every veteran has a guardian. Did you? Did somebody that you knew, or did they assign somebody? Uh, they asked me if I knew anyone mm-hmm. that I wanted, and I perhaps had I, I might have been able to figure out someone, mm-hmm. but no, I said whoever you assign. Right. Me made friends with a remarkable individual um him and i we became buddies mm-hmm. i mean that's all there is yeah. to it he uh he made sure that i didn't want for anything i didn't have to worry about anything he was completely by my side I, the entire time i wish i'd had a guardian in here i would i would like to know the training they go through that i think that would be a great conversation to find out maybe i'll maybe we can work on a guardian to be on the show tomorrow afternoon. If you, if you're interested, reach out to me on Facebook. Okay. So now that you're, you, you found out all the information, you felt like you are the most important person in the world. The flight and experience of being on the plane and of being around all those other fellow soldiers as one of them. I, I've asked the question a few times, well, you're Navy and there's Army, there's Marines. And, and sometimes you see it in the movies probably more than anything. There's a little bit of rivalry there in a fun way. You know, I, people do that. But at this point, Pastor Terry said, no, we were soldiers. Do you felt like that, too, that on that Absolutely. plane, it wasn't about Marines. It wasn't about the Navy. We it, were soldiers. It didn't matter what uniform you actually wore. You were all in this together. 
you were side by side, you helped each other, you listened to each other, you cried with each other. There was absolutely no separation. We were all in it together at that point in time. It's got to be impactful. But that honor was really deserved, and especially for you, Bob, since you enlisted. And that's that's amazing that you went over there and risked your life uh, to serve the country. I was too young to know any better. Well, that honor. <laughs> well, I yeah, but that. if you gotten drafted, I mean, okay, I mean, you could have, you didn't, you chose to go into the police department. However, what you learned over there and signing up for the Navy possibly could have been a career for you if you'd wanted it to after the Navy. Yes, sir. So that's yes, not, a, I, I still say to this day, that's one of my biggest regrets that I have and, and people that are close to me. I've talked to, to Lisa about this a lot. I'm happy with where my life has turned out. I'm very happy. It's my biggest regret that I did not go and do something along the armed services after high school. I think I could have excelled within that, that area. And it's just something that I, I feel passionate about. I, I'm happy. And the reason I didn't, I was very involved with the Nixa fire department at that time. So I was serving. My dad was a fire chief. And I was volunteering and fighting fire. So I was giving back to my community. And I think some of that, however, I would have liked that. So, so I think today to this day, I think there's, I know there's a lot of stuff going on out there. However, I know some people who have gone military route, absolutely loved it and are excelling in life because of it. So, I mean, it is, it is okay. Sorry. I went squirrel rabbit. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> my bad. I knew get back on track. Ozarks honor fly. Remember the, uh, the, the Radiothon is August the 18th. We're going to be doing donations, still looking for sponsors. It's one of the reasons we brought Mr. Veach in here because it is so impactful to the 245,000 soldiers who have gone so far on just the Ozarks Honor Flight. Not just, there's Honor Flights all across the country. So this is just the Ozarks Honor Flight. Once you arrived at um, Reagan International Airport and you get on the shuttle bus and you're starting to feel a sense of where you're going to go. The way I understand it, they take you to the World War II Museum or Memorials first. Is that correct? That sounds right. Yes, okay. Sir. What was that like? What was that experience like, especially with the two or three World War II veterans that you had there? For me, it had more of an impact than it does for a lot of people. How come? Number one, my father was in World War II, became disabled uh, in the war. Um, plus, I had a father-in-law who was in Korea. Okay. So. Because you visit that memorial too, the Korean yes, memorial as well. Right? But but as I went through through World War II time, so to speak. Right. Another little thing that I'd like to point out, I'm a charter bus driver. Mm-hmm. I drive the big buses. Mm-hmm. I go to D.C. I had never seen what I was allowed to see it uh, as a driver <laughs> we pull up let everybody else out and, go park the and bus. we have to go away park the bus and so when I went in there I was like so this is what the other side looks like <laughs> and to me it was extremely special very uh touching mm-hmm. to say the least when well, it was a long time coming wasn't it Yes, sir, especially now that I look back upon the the opportunity that I was honored with. um, I still, I know it was for me, but it's still hard for me to accept that somebody cared enough to make it for me. 
that was that was a very difficult thing to grasp. And they replicated that 245,177 other times. That's amazing. That's yes. why it's important on August the 18th that you support this Honor Flight or Radiothon. We're going to have a lot of fun things going on that day, a lot of incentives, and a lot more powerful interviews just like this with several other veterans from around the area that have gone, guardians who have gone, that's all coming up. But I want to know what happens is what, when you finally get an opportunity to go to the Vietnam Memorial. Yes. I've asked this question to every one of my guests who, who went there on behalf of Vietnam. Did you have a name to go look for? No, I did not. That's, that's good, right? I mean, in a, in a positive yes. way. Yes. And it is very important for those that do get to go that when the names are on, they, it's, they want to see it. It's important. It's like it's, it's, I don't know. It felt like with Kenny, it was like closure or something. Kenny, it was like closure, you know? I guess he had seen it at the, at the, the traveling one that comes around occasionally. Yes. But it wasn't the same as walking into the original one and seeing that, that name, you know? <clears throat> this is going to sound silly to some, I'm sure. But the truth of the matter is, as I walked in to that area, my knees were weak. Mm. I I had tears in my eyes. I didn't have anybody to specifically look for. Uh, I I that's okay. There was no names okay. that, that registered, but I was in the presence yes. of literal greatness. Yes. I completely agree. What about the uh, changing of the guard? Cried the whole time, knowing what they were doing, and it was raining that day. Wasn't it raining when somebody else said they went to? I, I think they did. Why is it always raining on stuff like that? Like funerals and, and, and it's always in the movies. It's always raining at funerals well, in the movies, right? See, and that's why it does, so yeah. that we can identify with it <laughs> yeah, and understand. So. No, but still, just I wish you could have seen the look on, on Mr. Veach's face here when I asked him about the changing of the guard. It, it's so impactful. I mean, it just, yes. it, and I'm, I'm assuming you're not the only one in tears. No, no. I don't believe there was a veteran in our group that wasn't in tears. And the the number of people uh, that weren't within our group that were there was uh, just respectful. Uh, it's, it's a shame that we have to define the word respectful in a case like that, but that's exactly the only word that applies because they were, they were quiet, they listened, they understood, they observed. It was wonderful. Wow. I'm looking at some pictures online of your honor flight, and you've got soldiers in wheelchairs. I mean, there's, it's just, there's one point you're walking through saber guards. That may be here in Springfield, though. Oh, yeah, that was at the airport. So I, that was the other thing that I heard is that your send-off and, your, and when you come home, it's, it's unbelievable as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, w- I would venture a guess, and, and I, I highly recommend anybody who can swing it to make it happen, be there when, when, when the veterans come home. Hmm. I'm going to say that it was probably close to a ratio of four to one, if not five to one, of the number of people that were within the confines of the airport when we came walking out 
You know, especially in the Vietnam War, our soldiers didn't receive that when they came home during that war, for sure. No. In some cases, not. I mean, it just a lot of times they just show up, right? I mean, it's just their their papers are done and your tour's done, and you just get on a plane, you go home. Your family might be there, but we had so many soldiers that were spit on when they came home from the Vietnam War. Yes, and there was there was an element that was uh, present during that time period. We wore our uniforms, perhaps for the last time, mm-hmm. so to speak, and uh, that immediately identified us to those who wished to be aggressive about it. Wow. Talking to Robert Veach, Bob Veach here, uh, served in the Navy um, from 1968 for four years and then went on to the uh, National Guard, and then he also served in the Springfield Police Department for a number of years, 16 and now he's a tour bus driver, and he has taken lots of people out to D.C., and the first time that he ever got to actually see what he was taking others to, to explore and tour, he did that in October with the Ozarks Honor Flight. And if you can hear this emotional and see the emotions on his face, it's, it's really impactful. Um, any final thoughts about the Ozarks Honor Flight? Or, Bob, do you have any final questions or thoughts that we can wrap up here with? I'll just say uh, honor is horribly underdone in our society. And we need to be able to do that. And doing that for people like Bob is, is really important. Whether, you know, whether, and Bob certainly has taken people out to D.C. and, and driven them out there and in a way honored them. But uh, this kind of honoring, I think, is essential and important mm-hmm. in our society. And, and we should do more of that. And I'm so grateful, Bob, for that you had a chance to be honored. You're very life. kind. I appreciate that. I do want to say there there's three facets that are all equally important in my opinion and that is number 1 if you're a veteran take the time the effort and do this put your, get your name in the mix to do it if you know someone or if you have a strong feeling about it become a guardian Mm -hmm. number two and i plead literally plead those of you out there who have it may be minimal but it's not minimal to the honor flight your resources may not be much but everything that you can do or would do goes a long way to help a veteran achieve a goal and it really is. It's something that every veteran hopefully will have the the ability to do and experience the honor of being on an honor flight. Very, very well said. Wow. August the 18th is the Honor Flight Radiothon. Still looking for sponsors, still looking for just any kind of support. Uh, we'll have more information coming out. It's going to be a all-day event on all four radio stations, Zimmer Communications. We've got the Dove, Real Country, and the Jock, the Sports Talk. And, of course, it'll be on this station as well. We're going to have lots of more interviews like that. Mr. Veach, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I want to get a picture before you leave uh, with you being here today. One, because I'm friends with your son, so i got to make sure that uh, we send a picture to him. And and uh, I'd like to put this podcast back out there, um, Garrett, so that others can listen to his testimony and maybe, just maybe, remember to donate on August the 18th. You've been listening to the Elijah Har Show. Chris Russell filling in this afternoon. When we come back, we're going to talk NFL football, Collar Kaepernick, 
and the importance and why I love NASCAR so much. Have a great The news and talk. Allegations that the Attorney General of the United States has weaponized the Justice Department. That matters to Springfield. That the DOJ 